the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. This is your very first time ever joining us at Cornerstone Radio. Our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women gain control of their lives again. Hey, folks, we want to welcome you. Uh, Tomorrow is going to be Easter, and um, we got a great show. We might just go right into the show, guys. Um, The message going to be tonight is what the cross means to me. So I hope this will touch you. And hey, Ed, Blaine, I just want to welcome you guys to the show. How are you guys all doing? Good. Doing really good. It's good to be here. Good. I hope you brought your hay game to the show tonight um, and telling them what the cross means to you. So if you would, let's just jump right into it and let's go and see what uh, the Holy Spirit directs us at, okay? I'm going to go ahead and start off. Um, We know that what cross is, um, what the Lamb of God is, and that is Christ Jesus. And God gave us laws for for some reasons. And I just want to list a couple of reasons why God gave us the law. To show his standards of righteousness. To show that nobody measures up. To show that we are unable to achieve righteousness by our own efforts. And number four, this is the most important one, to point to that Savior of Jesus Christ. So we're going to go right into that. Um, The cross meant to me. I know what the cross has done for me. I will share with you folks. The cross done to me, he gave me salvation. It gave me forgiveness. It released me from the power of death. It healed me, and it bore all my sins. And the greatest thing was I can come to the cross and get down on my knees, or I can be sitting in my car, I can be sitting in my home. It doesn't matter. I can go to Jesus and anything that bothers me, and he'll bore it, and he will walk me through this. I love that scripture of mine, and in Galatians 2.20, says, For I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And I praise that. And I, you know, I even got a thing here I wrote down. It says, this is what it meant to me in Galatians 2.20. Being crucified with Christ has a both a legal and a relationship opponent. Legally, God took me as if I had died with Christ. We are no longer condemned for our sins because the price has been paid. Relationally with me... He, uh, this is what I wrote. Relationally, we share in Christ's suffering, and he have died. To, and I have died to my old ways of living. He now indwells in me through, uh, thoroughly through the Holy Spirit, empowering me to live a life of obedience. I am healed. I am sealed, 
and I am marked with God. You know, the Christ, he went and paid it all for me. You know, Passover, they say Passover is a uh, a Jewish uh, festival. Mm -hmm. But you know what? It is also a Christian's life, too, because Passover points the way to Christ in the Old Testament. You know, he they took a lamb, got the blood, put it over the doors. Christ went to the cross and paid with his blood, and he was the lamb. Not a, The lamb's bones were not broke, neither was Christ. And I can just keep on going on going. And so, um, with, you know, so what I like to say here, I like to share Romans 6.6. 6. I think it, it sums that up pretty good, too. And in Romans 6.6, 6, it says here, for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves. And then number seven goes, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. It's all about what Christ done for us, you know, and tomorrow is going to be that day when he rose again. The devil thought he had it made when he beat Christ on the cross. Him and his little host were out there having a good old time. But they did not know that the de- uh, the devil did not know in his host when Jesus came and was raised raised again. And we know in life now that I have no fear. The fear that people have is death. You don't have no fear with God, uh, with Jesus. Jesus is guaranteed that we're going to live with God throughout our our entire being with Him. Amen. We're going to have a room prepared for us, guys. And so I just love it. Uh, I wrote this down. Christ's death enables Christians to die to their own life and make a new life. You have a new life. If you really submit, get down on the cross, let God pay for what he has done, cleanse you. Remember, we don't have to hold that sin anymore. What we do, we don't forget it. God says, forget it, renew your mind, and move on. It says, do not. If we're not set when we put our hands to the plow and look back. And then we're looking back. We're thinking about our old past life. We're missing out things, thinking about sin. Uh, God has cast your sin as far as the east is from the west. When you remember and you bring up old past sins, God looks at you and says, what are you talking about? It is no longer, I don't remember that. So the cross is what he's done is paid for us. Ed, I know that I want to see what the cross means to you. Well, I can I'm, go on. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to use a verse that uh, was probably a big, the biggest influence on me in my relationship with Christ. Uh, and it comes from Luke chapter 9, verse 23. And it says, he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must uh, give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. Now, I understand all of that except take up your cross. <laughs> and I did not know what take up your cross was. I've heard a lot of explanations of it, but it didn't satisfy me. So I looked into it, and one of the interesting things I found is Christ was, when he, before he went to the cross, when he left that Last Supper and went up to uh, the Mount of Olives, he was in great turmoil. He, he was, was really under anguish. He told the, his disciples, stay here and pray for me. My anxiety is about to kill me. And we know it was because he sweat blood, which is a huge burden on the heart mm-hmm. to do that. But the interesting thing is after his prayer, I mean, he went up there and he prayed. And, and you see the rest of what takes place. You see a calmness. 
and almost in a peace with Christ as he deals with people and he deals with with the, the whipping and he deals with all that took place. So I begin to look into this, what exactly what changed. And the only thing I could find is that uh, he went before the Father and his prayer three times was the same. If this cup could pass from my hand, mm-hmm. um, but yet your will, not mine, be done. And <clears throat> what I realized here was that he... Uh, as the, as Jesus the man totally surrendered to God mm-hmm. put everything in God's hand and he had the faith and the trust to know that whatever took place God was going to be with him and that it was going to turn out the way God wanted it to and there was kind of a peace seemed to come over him as you read the rest of these I realized there that if you want to have peace in all your turmoil then you got to surrender to God. Yes. you got to give it over to Him. And most of the time I do, but I'm like everybody else. Every once in a while you get in these fights and finally you say, wait a minute, <laughs> I haven't turned this over to God. I'm fighting it on my own. And you turn it over to God and things get resolved. But that had the biggest influence in my life. And, you know, um, there, there, there's a I hate to get into this, but there's a false teaching out there that really bothers me, and it says that God turned his back on Jesus while he hung on the cross. That is a false teaching. God did not turn his back on Jesus when he's on the cross. If you go to uh, Psalm 22, it's the whole layout of what took place to Jesus that day on the cross. Mm -hmm. And if you get to verse 24, it says... I did not put blame the iniquities on the. Or I did not blame the iniquiter for the iniquities. In other words, he didn't blame Jesus for the sins that were piled on him. But he says, "I heard his cry, and I did not turn my face from him." A direct statement: that He did not turn his face from awesome. Christ on the cross. So he was with Christ throughout this whole thing because Christ surrendered to him. That's what he was doing up there on the mountain when he said, I, you know, not my will, but your will be done. And I leave it in your hands. And, and he went forward from that point on. Mm. And that's probably one of the biggest lessons I learned out of that is is you just have to turn it over to Christ and stop worrying about it. Yes. Uh, God's going to take care of it. He's going to be with you through whatever you go through. And then uh, – and the results are going to be something that's going to be positive and, and for your benefit. Mm. So, it, like I say, it made a huge change in my relationship with Christ and in how I approach Christ and, and why I approach him. Um, so the cross the cross means more to me than uh, – no, 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 I don't mean it that way. But right, the Christ it. means, other than the salvation part of it, the, the his approach to the cross – had a huge influence on how he handled it and how I should be handling it. I love it. I love it, Ed. You know, um, and that's the same thing with uh, Galatians 2.20. I know you love Matthew. Was it Matthew uh, 8.34? No. We were talking about oh, was it. it Mark? It's, it's Luke. Is it Luke? Okay, Luke. It's okay. Luke. And I could I, I was not trying remember, remember which one it was. I was trying to remember it. You <laughs> yeah. know, um, that uh, Galatians 2.20, that has a big bearing to me because it says, For I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. When I give it to God to take over my life and let him run it instead of me trying to run it, um, I find that it goes much easier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and going to the cross, 
I mean, that's that's an everyday thing. It, it gets, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say, uh, uh, giving up uh, your give me the first quota that it says for i have been crucified crucified with christ. with christ see that goes back to this uh pick up your cross, cross and follow me so right. they fit right together they sure do you know blaine um what is what does the cross mean to you well i am so glad you guys i'm going to be following up what you've talked about i was hoping that uh, one of you would would read that scripture you know pick up your cross and follow me i've got a lot to say about this later on in the program um i'll touch base real quick that um you know what so many people out there uh, the cro- I better stay focused. Um, the cross means to me, it means new life. Um, I, it took me from where I was. And, John, I've told this audience so many times. I've known you over 40, 42 years. And God does a transformation in our lives. We've seen it right before our eyes. We can't take credit for it. Um, but, but it's a new life. But also, I believe, Ed, I um, can't remember if you, you talked about, of course, the blood, but, but by his stripes we are healed. Yes, you know, he was scourged, you guys. The cross means so much, but we are he- you mentioned healed, John. Um, we are healed by his stripes. So not only do we have new life, we are healed. And you mentioned this also, John, is forgiveness. And you know what? So many of us folks, so many of us, whether we are a believer in Jesus Christ or whether we're not, we all need forgiveness, and we all need to ask someone for forgiveness. Uh, we, we've hurt people. Yes. You know, you know, here we are. We're born again, but we're not perfect. And um, one of the things that I do want to talk about, again, later on in the show, is those folks out there that have been hurt by Christians, and it's separating you from God. We're going to talk about that later. But right now, I want to talk to you. I'm going to read you a scripture um, from Ephesians. It's 1-7. It says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. You know what, you guys? I, I What a topic. You know, um, tomorrow's, it's Resurrection Sunday, folks. Jesus Christ rose from the grave. It's by his stripes we are healed. He went to that cross for us. We're saved by his grace. And, and you know what? There were, he, after he resurrected, it said that he was walking around for 40 days and over 500 people saw him. Yep. So there's a lot of facts. There's a lot of things about our Lord Jesus Christ that we need to start thinking about. John, I think you mentioned it. Let's put the past behind us. Let's put the hurts behind us. And let's start thinking about this Jesus Christ who paid for our sins. And because he paid for those sins, we, by accepting him and inviting him into our lives, we can spend eternity with him. And I think I'm going to stop there so we can bounce this around a little bit, you guys. I've got some more scriptures. I know you do. But what a day. What a celebration tomorrow is. Amen. I, I can't wait. You know, um, it's, it just reminds me, you know, um, since of Wednesday, Passover started. And when you really start to think about what Passover meant and how it relates with the Christ of the cross and how God foreshown how he was bringing a Messiah into the world. You, you can't make this stuff up, <laughs> you know, and, and it, it gives you a total different bearing of what the cross means and what he has done and what he's offering. It's grace. Yep. It's undeserving grace. I mean, we don't deserve it. He's given it free willingly to us and say, here is a gift for you take my gift and how many people don't want to take that gift i i don't get it you know because when i know when i was running amok in the world i'll call running amok you know just being a part of the world 
I I look now of what I thought then, and I thought, man, I had it great. It was really good and all that. And now what I have now with Christ, it never, it doesn't even come close, Blaine. Amen. You know, I'm telling you, I, I have things that pop up in my life, crises that happen. We all have things that happen in our life. Mm-hmm. But God gets you through it. It's like... Before, man, I would turn to the alcohol, and I would start drinking and start thinking, how am I going to tackle this problem? Well, I wasn't tackling it. I was adding to it. Yep. But with Christ, <laughs> Christ just got, gives you that peace, mm-hmm. that comfort. I don't know, folks, if you're going through that right now. The world's in a mess right now. Things are just happening, spiraling so quick. Grief is upon us. It's just the whole thing is turning upside down. But reach out god is there with his loving arms he paid the price for us that's what the cross meant and he's there for you yeah that's uh the the second thing i kind of come follows that up the second thing i got from this was as christ didn't die on the cross for himself christ died for us amen and uh so he knew that at when all of this was over that millions and who knows how many people would be saved and would spend eternity with him. And what I got out of that is you need to start investing in people and helping them find the cross, helping them pick up their cross and following Christ. So there was, I got two lessons out of that that, that uh, changed my life and changed my ministry just from that one scripture. I love it. That's, uh, Blaine? Well, you know, guys, um, I, what you just talked about, John, is my my next scripture. I'm going to read to you folks. At it. Um, we'll go to God's Word again, and I do have a few things I'd like to say. But in the same book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 4, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, which is our sin, made us alive together with Christ. And this is what John was talking about. By grace you have been saved and raised up together and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So I don't, you know, I, I think even as the three of us sit here and we read through these scriptures and we hear some testimony and we know what God's done in our life and what the cross means to us, we want to somehow try and relay that over this uh, radio station to you about how much God loves you, what that cross means, what the resurrection means. I want to encourage our group. Uh, you know what, uh, folks? Um, if you haven't been to church in a while, just go. Just go tomorrow. You know, just get there for, for Resurrection Sunday. And, and not only that, if you're going, please invite somebody. Somebody's, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I believe, I hope the Lord's speaking to you right now. He's speaking to me. Um, there's many folks we've been praying for for 5, 10, 15, 20, some 30, 40 years. They've been saying no all this time. Well, do not give up on them, um, child of God. Do not give up on them. Tomorrow may be their day. Give them an invite. Say, hey, we're going to go to church. So for tomorrow, please get to your churches. Invite someone to go, even if they've told you no for a lifetime. Get them in there. Um, there's a movement we've all been talking about. Yes, God's Holy Spirit is on the move. And I am seeing prodigals. I saw two of them last week show up at church. Two of them, homeless, addicted on drugs. One of them was caught blue. He died, folks, but he was brought back, and now he's in fellowship. It, it absolutely ripped me up, but it increased my faith and my hope in my God and his understanding and not my own. Amen on that. And, and that's what it's all about. It's, you know, 
Christ is there. He just he he bore he bore the, our sins. He done it upon the cross. I you know, and if you're going through some struggles right now, or things are just not looking up, and you don't really know which way to turn to, let me tell you, I t- turn to Christ. I done it. I am so thankful. I'm sure Christ. I had a lot of people praying for me. I had a grandma who loves me so much. Um, I used to get home and she'd have scripture up out because I'd be out and having a good old time with the boys. Come home and there'd be a couple scriptures laying up on the table for me, and I thought, man, what is this? You know, and I and I'll never forget it. And I think about that, and I think how I had such a loving person who prayed for me that actually. I'm sure it saved my life. You know what I mean, but um, but what? Yeah. <laughs> I get it chokes me up every time. I, I, I remember your grandma. She's uh, she's uh, she prayed for me a lot. And, uh, it's not like there needs to be any credit due around here, but praise God that there's a couple of gentlemen in this little this little room that we're praying for you. Also, we all need prayer, and it seems like we've had our grandmas, our aunts, our uncles, brothers, and sisters. And so keep that up, too. That's yeah. a great and, word, bro. And, you know, and that's what it was meant for. I know we have family members that I pray for. I have a couple of mine that um, I ask God just to touch their hearts uh, and let them see what they're doing. So, But don't give up praying. Mm-hmm. And, Blaine, you were mentioning that. Don't give up praying on your loved ones. Maybe, maybe even your coworker. It could be anybody that that Lord brings you to. You know, um, and if you and if you don't have a relationship with God, it's a very easy thing to do. You know, I'm going to ask one of you if you know if you would like to give yourself yourself over to the Lord right now. Maybe God's speaking to your heart. Maybe He's saying, "Hey, come to me," and you don't know how to do it. I'm going to ask Ed Blaine, one of you, would you like to lead someone into a, a sinner's prayer? And what it is, folks, it's a new life with you. You're laying your old life down. You're you're gonna you're gonna you are being baptized in Jesus. Jesus is gonna have it in your life. Would one of you guys want to give a a little bit of document about that? Yeah, I can I can do it. I'll, I'll share this with you, Blaine. Okay. Uh, I'll do. Uh, I want to do Romans nine uh, verses ten and uh, nine and or Romans, Romans 10, ten verses 10. nine and ten. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, to explain why, and then if I'll, I'll let you do the prayer for. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. You explain it. Yeah. In uh, in uh, Romans chapter ten, it says that uh, if you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, and confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. And then it goes on in the next verse. Uh, and it says, because if you believe in your heart, then you are justified. And if you confess with your mouth, you are saved. In other words, it's your confessional. So if you're out there and you've never given your life to Christ, the first thing you do you need to do is believe in him mm-hmm. and, and know that we talk here about Christ. And we're talking from experience. We're not talking, we're talking from God's experience as, he's, as it was written in his book. And we're talking from our own personal experience of a change of life when you come to Christ. Mm-hmm. And and you may think uh, giving up your parties is a bad thing, but I'm going to tell you, I gave up parties, and I'm a whole lot happier now than I was then. So, Blaine, Amen I'm going to give it over to you. And can I interrupt one second? Sure, sure. Some people say, can it be really that easy? And isn't it a lot harder than that? What would you say to that? I'd say absolutely not. God's purpose was that none should be lost. And because of that statement, he keeps it simple. Uh, He did all the work. 
all we have to do is accept his gift. It's, it, and it's like this. If somebody hands you a pencil mm-hmm. and says, this is your pencil, when it, does it become your pencil? When you take when, it. When you reach out and take mm-hmm. it. So God is holding out that gift of salvation to you. You want the gift? Reach out and take it. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, you know what there, um, Pastor Ed, of course, that was uh, where the page I was turned to. Um, even my own friends say, hey, why is the bar so low? Well, because God did the work. God sent his son. And what he says in his word, that it, even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So if you're out there, please do not wait till you clean up your act. You do, do need to acknowledge that you are a sinner, because until you know you're a sinner, you don't need a savior. Um, but it says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then in Romans 6.33, it says the wages of that sin is death. But there's another but there, folks. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And then you've got the scripture that Ed uh, talked about. You know, the biggest hope we have in the Bible, guys, is the thief on the cross. He didn't tithe. He wasn't baptized. He wasn't a good person. He was a bad person. He, re- he repented of his sin, told the other thief, we deserve to be here. But speaking of Jesus, he was a just man who didn't deserve to be there. And that thief said, Lord, remember me when you enter in your father's kingdom. And Jesus, didn't, Jesus said, assuredly, today you'll be with me in paradise. So saved by grace. So if you have never accepted Jesus into your heart and you want to be forgiven of your sins, you want to know that there's an eternity, Jesus says he goes to prepare a place for you. Repeat this prayer with me right now. And uh, say, Dear Jesus, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for paying for my sins. And I am sorry for my sins. I am asking you, Lord, to come into my life and be my Lord and my Savior. I want to repent for my sins, God. And I pray for your strength to just dwell in me all the days of my life. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that God raised him from the grave. So come into my life today. I choose to follow you from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you said that prayer, folks, you are saved. You have a home. Jesus is preparing it for you, and you will be there. I hope this has enriched you today. I hope that God has touched your heart through the cross, and I hope that you'll have a good day tomorrow on Easter. Remember, Christ loves you. We love you. We also like to give a shout out to Javier over there at Sombreros. Also, Jeremy over at Skyline. Stephen over at El Cajon Westland. And Kim and Anna over at the Goodwill. Thank you for helping us. Again, I hope that God has touched you and you have a good night. And we all love you. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse. Where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K Praise. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.